What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hi, I'm Damona Hoffman, and I'm the only one who wrote her own love story. But some of it is just like, the more you do it, the more that the... That more that you're out there dating, the less intense each individual interaction feels. If you mm. think of it as I'm building the skill of dating, like mm. we, we've been sold a bill of goods. I mean, that's really what F the fairy tale means. It's yeah. like, it's, it's not F love. It's F what somebody else has said is lovable. F the story that, that society has passed down about how this is supposed to go. Hi, I'm Laura Cathcart-Robbins, and this is The Only One in the Room, an independent podcast supported by you, our Patreon community members. Please see our show notes to find out more about joining our Patreon, or if you'd like more information about anything in this episode. This podcast is for anyone who has ever felt alone in a room full of people, which is to say that this podcast is for everyone. Hey, Laura. <laughs> Timona Hoffman is in the house, honey. She's here. Literally in the house. She's here. It's a rainy day <laughs> in Los Angeles. She came over with her rain boots on. She came over with her rain boots on. We have, we have this 100-year-old house that we just moved into a few months ago, and the steps are like tiny, teeny, non-regulation <laughs> steps, and there are they lots are of them. <laughs> and she made her way up, and I'm so happy to see you. So happy to see you, too. Yeah. Um, so I wanted to just... Should we do our regular intro first? Yeah, okay, so I am Laura Cathcart Robbins. This is the only one in the room, but I am never the only one in this room because, as usual, my boyfriend, producer, and co-host Scott Slaughter, who I call Hun, is here as well. Hi, honey. Hey, honey. That's the only line I get. <laughs> <laughs> That's a, it's cute. It's cute. Uh-huh. They love the Huns. Um, Demona Hoffman, for those of you who don't know, most of you probably do, but she is a celebrity dating coach. She is host of the award-winning podcast, Dates and Mates, and the official love expert of the Drew Barrymore Show. What? She has written dating columns for the LA Times and Washington Post, and worked as a dating expert and spokesperson for top dating apps, including OkCupid, Match, and Bumble. She lives here in L.A. with her husband and her two children. So welcome, Demona. Thanks for having me back. Um, so I want to talk about your book, F the Fairy Tale. But, but before we do, um, I just want to just acknowledge the fact that you were the first podcaster that I went to lunch with. And I know I mentioned this last time you were on our show, which was three, three years, years ago. Three yeah. years ago. Uh but I and I mention it every time we're in public together because I'm so grateful for that. You we went to lunch and basically you gave me all of your podcasting secrets. <laughs> you know, you took me through like programmatic ads, which I had never heard of. And you explained all these terms to me. And you were I was just so struck by how generous you were. Oh, yeah. And it was very, very girlfriend like, let me tell you kind of thing. <laughs> um, but I hadn't had that experience before in podcasting. So I just have mm. to shout you out for that because that was really special for me. Thank you, Laura. Yeah. It was also special for, for me. And I feel like over the years, we've we've shared 
so many of our dreams and our aspirations. I remember sitting at lunch years later talking Mm. about our aspirations to both become authors. Authors. Yes. And it seemed so far away for me. And it's kind of trippy to be sitting here talking to you about my book after I had such a delightful experience reading your book and talking to you about that. So, Well, and, and thank you. And in addition to that, you are like the queen of brand building. This this is what we call you behind your back. Scott I am. I. Yes. I <laughs> Where's mean, my crown? <laughs> we should it. have had a crown. Oh my no, goodness! Oh my gosh. Um, I already have one. Don't worry. Right. <laughs> I just didn't bring it. When, when I first met you, you had parlayed some TV appearances into some semi regular stuff, but now um, it's it's like your resume has has jumped. Like from I don't even know what it's it's ridiculous and the Drew Barrymore show. So if you haven't seen Damona on the Drew Barrymore show, you must watch because she is as charming and smart. I mean, and, and so is Drew. And I wanted to ask you a little bit about Polly Shore and Drew. Oh my gosh, I was there that day. <laughs> Were you? I was, yes, okay. I was backstage. Like, what what's, is happening, what's happening right now? So tell people who Polly Shore is first. Do you know? He's I'm- the weasel. <laughs> you don't remember that? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I do. <laughs> Polly Shore is a comedian. He was like, I when I you know I'm like the MTV generation, and I feel like he was always on doing some kind of antics, but his mom is Mitzi Shore who created the comedy store, which is like the, one of the the OG OG, venues for comedy in Los Angeles, which sidebar, I used to work as a comedy talent scout (laughs) casting director. So it's, um, it's a place that's near and dear to my heart. Yes. But yeah. Okay. So So then what happened? He's an actor too. He's an actor, comedian. So then, what I read was that he had proposed. So tell me, tell me what happened. Okay. I don't know all of the details, but I will tell you. So they've known each other a very long time. Actually, right. I think like Mitzi used to babysit Drew or, or he used to babysit Drew. I don't know. She like <laughs> would hang out at the comedy store. Drew was like as a kid <laughs> yeah. hanging out everywhere in right. these, uh, you know, spaces with uh, a lot of uh, grown up people doing a lot of grown up things. And, um, Polly in this episode of the Drew Barrymore show, like totally unexpectedly got down on one knee and was like, like Drew, <laughs> would oh, you, you marry me? me? Like <laughs> he was like, you married Tom Green, and my mom was always <laughs> mad about that. So, oh, I forgot about that. That's <laughs> oh, so yes. funny. Yes, she's uh, she's been married twice before, and uh, she has two beautiful little girls, and you know, I I think um. She was a little as caught off guard as as all of us were, but um, it made for a fun moment. Yeah, and I I can't say too much about Drew's personal life, but um, I don't. I have not gotten a wedding invitation, so take well, that to I, me. I heard that he want. doubled down recently on his proposal. Oh my! <laughs> yeah, that's what I heard last week. This so. is what they call shooting your <laughs> shot, you guys. <laughs> Um, so yeah, of course I couldn't ask you to reveal anything since this is your gig, but I just thought that was so funny because we're here to talk about dating and love and you were the love expert on the Drew Barrymore show. And then here she is getting this surprise proposal while you're backstage, which I didn't know. Yes. That, yeah, uh, that it's funny that you brought that up. (laughs) (laughs) We've had a lot of fun experiences and it's, it's, I've been on the show since pretty much like I, 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 Drew always says since day one, mm-hmm. but I, since like week two, I've been on the show and we just got our pickup for season five. Yay. So um, <laughs> I'm very excited. We'll be, I'll be flying back and forth to New York yeah. every few weeks uh, for another year. But um, it's really great to work with Drew because she's so curious mm-hmm. about relationships and human behavior. Even when I'm not there, they're always doing Drew's news stories about different, you know, relationships. Yeah. Uh, tips and tools and techniques and questions. And uh, it's really thrilling to be able to be there with someone who's so inquisitive about the thing that is my life's work. Yes. And to be there also to see the relationship between her and the guests, Mm -hmm. uh, between her and the audience. You know, it's so genuine. And 
I really feel like she pulls out the best version of me on the show, and I, I, I think she might say I do the same for her. Yeah, but, you know, yeah. We'll, <laughs> well, and I've heard that about her. I've heard how genuine she is. Like people are like, "This is not an act. This is like who she is." It's really nice to have that verified with you. Completely. Um. So I remember when you were writing this book, you and I would email back and forth while you were writing. You asked me certain questions. I was like maybe a little bit ahead of you on certain. Well, I was ahead of yeah, you. You're ahead of me. Yeah. yeah. And so I had an experience, you know, writing my book felt very solitary, even though I had my agent and my editor's eyes on it. But having it out into the world. Now, mine was a very pulse, personal, vulnerable memoir. But that felt that felt much different having it out into the world for me. I want to know from you how it feels to have F the fairy tale, like to go Ooh. from just writing it and, and all the research. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. You have so much research in this book. It's first of all, I love this book. I sent you a picture of me reading it yeah. when I was getting my yeah. roots done. <laughs> um, I, it didn't take very long to read it all. It can be used as a manual. Like you could skip to the chapter you need while you're dating, absolutely, and read that section. Or, you know, what I would suggest is you read the whole thing and then continue to use it as a manual, Mm -hmm. not just for dating, but also for relationships. Thank you for saying that, because I feel like a lot of people are like, (laughs) particularly my friends, when I'm like, hey, F the fairy tale. And they're like, oh, I'm not dating. I don't need a dating book. And it's like, no, it's all there's also relationship advice and stories that. I think anyone can connect with. Yes, it's primarily for people who are entering new relationships, but there's a lot of folks who are in relationships now who maybe haven't done some of the foundational prep work that I recommend in here, and it's never too late. That's the thing I love about relationships. They're always dynamic and ever-changing. There's always a chance to go back and start to rewrite that story. So when I was writing this book, um, I... First of all, writing a book is a bear. <laughs> it was a lot. It was a lot more than I expected because I'd written articles for years. I'd written for the Washington Post and the LA Times. So I was used to doing short form writing that mm-hmm. was very, um, you know, that had a very specific goal in yeah. mind, whether it was date lab for the Washington Post and it was a matchmaking column and I was just reporting about the date or whether it was an advice article. And this book was a little bit of a blend of both and also taking in all of the things I'd learned hosting the Dates and Mates podcast for 11 seasons. So 11 seasons. Know, oh, my goodness. OK. <laughs> That's what I was like. <laughs> Honey, let me tell you. Let me tell you how podcasting works. That's you know? a long time. Yeah. Before it was cool. I was mm-hmm. online dating before it was cool. I was podcasting before it was cool. What uncool right. thing am I going to find next? <laughs> Not writing we books. That's, that's very cool. Yes. But um, there kind of unexpectedly ended up being a lot of myself and my own story in this book, too. Mm-hmm. And that part, Laura, has been very vulnerable. Yeah. Like knowing that people can read that I was a virgin when I went to college, which I was kind of embarrassed by at the time. But I'm like, you know, mm-hmm. that was many, many, many years ago. And right. I'm like, it's fine. And then I even thought my parents are going to read this book and they're going to know. <laughs> They're going to know I'm not a virgin anymore, Laura. Oh, right. <laughs> Two kids later. <laughs> what is that? How long have you been married? Uh, 16 years. 16 years and two kids later. Yeah. yeah I, think I think they would have figured, figured it out. out. Yeah. yeah, they figured it out. <laughs> but, you know, that experience has been very vulnerable. And also just the experience of then taking some of my client stories and making sure that I was telling those stories with integrity mm-hmm. and... Um, in a way that really felt safe and accurate to the people that lived those experiences. And the feedback that I got along the way really helped me to be able to bring this book into the world, like to have somebody that I helped find love read it and say, you captured that better than I even could have done myself. Right. Gave me a lot of courage. Well, I, I love those stories and they're peppered throughout the book, you know, and there's, like I said, there's a lot of research, but don't, get the impression that it's like 
dry at all because there's a lot of research in there. There's just a lot of stuff to back up the stories, basically, that you're telling. Like, the reason this story is important is because this person of blah, 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 you know, don't do this or do this. Mm -hmm. And it's, I just found it to be a really interesting read. Scott and I have been in a relationship for over 15 years. I'd like to say that we're still dating within our relationship, Right, we still as you have, should be as we should be, and and I pulled some some insight from your book about that. Like, yeah, we're doing we're doing the thing. He and I, we're we're doing it right. We're going to take just a quick break to tell you about a cool new product that Scott and I discovered, and we'll get back to our guest, amazing only one story, in just a minute. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Um, but I, I thought this was really cool and really important. Scott actually brought it up before the interview. I was telling this to my my young relative whose pictures I sent you mm. from his dating app mm-hmm. um, that you were a casting director first. And he's he's in the business, as we say. He's in the entertainment world. And he said, oh, snap, that's so smart. Because you're you're able to evaluate things in a different way. So tell us about that journey. I'm glad he saw that because a lot of people are like, I don't understand. Yeah. How do you go from being a casting director <laughs> to a dating coach? It makes the most sense in the world to me. And at the time that I met my husband, I was an online dater and I was teaching classes for actors at night in marketing because I found that there were really talented actors that just didn't get that marketing piece, didn't know what to do to stand out from a crowd, didn't know how to make that first impression. And they they were great. They had all the training that they needed And yet there's that marketing piece that has to get you in the door. And so as I was online dating, I started to realize a similarity between what I would tell actors about having headshots that told their story, that -hmm. would stand out from a crowd, using things strategically like color, which I talk about in the book. Just having like you're, you're wearing a beautiful red shirt today. Yes. If I'm looking through a stack of headshots and when I was a casting director, I would get like you know, 500 headshots for a role. Now, and this is this is in olden times. So this is in the mail. I would open 500 (laughs) different envelopes with all with different headshots in it. This isn't looking at them on a screen. This is physically going through a a big stack. And I need to look through. I can't call in 500 people. I need to look through and say, okay, who has a look that speaks to this character? Mm. And again, we're casting for a role. It's not just like who looks interesting, who is right for this role. So when I was online dating, I realized the similarity between what I would tell actors and what I was experiencing. And I was like, oh, I'm like casting myself into the love story of my life and casting my leading man. And I really, this is like a really important thing for any daters that are listening to understand about presenting yourself online. Because a lot of times we come at it from the perspective of 
this is me. I am great. Here are all the things about me that mm-hmm. make me a great catch. Mm-hmm. And I'm putting that out into the world. I completely flip the script and have my clients look at it from the perspective. Look at your profile from the perspective of the person who will be viewing it. Yeah. And that's a big shift. It's marketing that I'm trying to reach that particular audience, not I am just like, here, here's my product. So I was doing all of this before even like personal branding. This is before before social media, before personal branding was a thing. And I realized that, you know, profile photo is like a headshot and first date is like an audition. And once I understood that, I ended up meeting the man who's now my husband. Yes, you did. Yeah. And I'm I'm glad you noticed my red shirt because I wore it on purpose because I read there's a there's a part in the book where Demona talks about um, even just a border, right? Like on on a photo. I think I think you talk about mm-hmm. it, but if someone what's attractive basically what's attractive red is attractive in a photo or or on a photo especially for women mm-hmm. right there's and and you talk about gender and how some things are genderized and some things aren't i don't know if that's a real word but um <laughs> i just said We're it go with it yeah. um and and that red was attractive for women men would would be attracted to a woman with with the red border or red clothes on not the same thing for women to men wearing red right not necessarily however we are all attracted to color and right. so it's strategic when you're looking at a sea of oh and guys profiles are so fun laura <laughs> <laughs> like, like oh that's what you chose yes. that's what you thought to yes. wear okay <laughs> but even just having some color so like my husband has beautiful blue eyes when he he was getting some pictures taken. He's a writer, not an actor. Right. <laughs> but he had to have some pictures taken for an announcement. And I was like, you got to wear a blue shirt because the mm-hmm. blue shirt is going to bring out the blue in your eyes. And that's really going to pop. That's really going to stand out. Yeah, I still love that photo. <laughs> See, I, I looked over at Scotty because he actually has beautiful blue eyes, too. But he has one eye that's both brown and blue. Oh, yeah. It's very interesting. That's a conversation uh, piece. It's a com- yes. <laughs> it is a not conversation. clothing, not conversation piece. Clothing, as yeah. I talk about in the book, but right. it is a conversation. It is piece. a conversation piece. People, when people notice it, they fixate on it. They're like, "Whoa!" So does Drew, by the way. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, interesting. Yeah. And like, there was one day on set where she was talking to me, and I literally just stopped her in the middle, and I was like. Oh my God! I never noticed your eyes. Hers are kind of like haze, like green brown. That's that's really what his are. Yeah, They're, it's like a hazel. I lost my train of thought. Yeah, you're like, <laughs> wait a second. Okay, so um, I have two friends. I have more than two friends, but I have, <laughs> right. I have two friends. They're both beautiful. They're both accomplished. I think they're both catches. This is, and they're both on dating apps. Um, both at times have been in tears. Wondering that Charlotte line from Sex in the City, where is he? And one of them gave up and she got off the apps. The other one hung in there and dated what felt like to me like a thousand guys. It might have been close. She's now happily married. Yes. So is there some logic to playing the odds to keep going, um, dating as many people as possible until you find the right one? Uh, yes. And... <laughs> um. I believe in doing, I believe in dating strategically. Mm-hmm. So there is a logic to staying in the game, but there's also a logic to not burning yourself out. And I think there's a lot of wasted effort in dating right now that is causing rampant dating burnout. I've been talking with my dating coach friends about this on dates and mates like for the whole the whole last season it just seems like ghosting burnout frustration around dating is at an all-time high mm. and the prop one of the problems is we have not really learned how to use all of the new technology all the new tools like the way we communicate has completely changed the way we connect the way we communicate has totally changed in the last 10 years right you have to engage with someone via text or DM or, you know, message on the app to get to the date. That is a new skill set that we have we have to unlock. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people don't know how to do that effectively. No shame in not knowing it, but there if you don't know it and you 
just kind of push through it, you're going to end up where your friend was mm. were frustrated and like, yeah. well, this doesn't work. Right. And so the problem is that because now so many people are online, like when my husband and I met online, it was the nerdiest thing in the world. Like we did not tell people that's how we met. It was right. There very was embarrassing. Stigma around. Totally. Yeah. And as a dating coach, I became a coach shortly after and I've watched the the evolution of the stigma and how, especially during the pandemic, dating apps became our lifeline. Mm-hmm. But when we have so many people, we have critical mass on the dating apps, everybody is there, but we're not all using the tool effectively, we get frustrated. And then what happens is just like your friend said, we blame the app. We're looking for, well, whose fault is it? Well, it's the app's fault. Right. It's not that I haven't done this strategically. Mm. It's not that I haven't put in the hours to figure this out. It's not that I just haven't had, the timing hasn't worked for me to find the connection. It's not even that I haven't developed this communi- this different kind of communication skill specifically for dating. It's that the dating apps are broken and therefore I'm going to just push away the largest, the biggest method for meeting a partner today. I'm just going to push it away completely and shut that that door. Mm, so then the, right. the result, and I'm not picking on your friend and saying this because this mm-hmm. is who ends up in my office all the time right. feeling frustrated with dating apps and realizing that it's not about the amount of time or effort. It's really about how we're going about doing it. Mm. And when we dial in some of those factors like you heard some of the stories in the book like my client Annette had been dating for 12 years and she tried matchmakers she tried online dating and it was just doing it in a different way strategically working with me that she ended up meeting her partner within about four months of doing my program and then they were married within a year after that and they're still happily married they came to see me at the drew barrymore show so i know that's possible for your friend i know that's possible for anyone listening but we have to be willing to look at the way that we're using dating apps and not just push away that or any other methods of making a connection yeah that makes so much sense and i'm also thinking about people who fit like the American beauty standard. Okay. Uh, <laughs> let's talk about it. So let's talk about that versus someone who, who doesn't. I also have, we, Scott and I have someone in our lives who fits that profile, the American beauty standard. She's blonde hair. She's tall. She has blue eyes. She's, um, she has a, a, a figure <laughs> from the fifties. She's <laughs> hourglass. Yes. She, but she, she looks she looks good. You know, she's tall and she's thin and she's curvy and she dates a lot on the apps. But she hasn't found the relationship. So what I what I think I hear you saying is that regardless of if you're our friend who I'm talking about who fits the American beauty standard or somebody who doesn't, who's outside of that, strategy is important to find the relationship. Is yes. that correct? Yes, and as someone who does not fit the American beauty standard <laughs> Yes, and felt very much, we talked about this on the podcast mm-hmm. last time I was here, very much undateable yeah. prior to dating apps. I can tell you that dating apps do work for everyone, but there's a different strategy depending on what you're looking for and also what you're getting back. Yeah. I get really strategic in the book about how to dial in that strategy to get what you want. And we have to be willing to sort of test it out, to split mm-hmm. test, to have different photos, to to revise our bio, to 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 actually track what's happening. And a, a, a couple of your listeners just passed out right now. But, right. <laughs> but I promise you that saves you a lot of effort mm-hmm. when you're willing to examine that stuff and you're not just like, well, I'm just going to keep going because you're putting you're throwing good at uh, good effort after bad. Yeah. And um, I would say regarding your traditionally Mm -hmm. attractive friend. Okay, so (laughs) you referenced some of the data in the book. Mm -hmm. I've worked with OkCupid for many years and I love that they have matching questions where we can really see human behavior at play, at work, (laughs) in the dating scene and see what people are really saying and doing and examine those behaviors. 
So the reality is that, yes, the people who are traditionally attractive do get the most messages, Mm. but not all of those messages are quality messages, which your friend is probably experiencing. Yes. So like I've done profile polishes for people that are traditionally attractive and use the same assets that generally get them noticed out in the world. So maybe they'll have a bikini shot. I don't know if your friend does. Maybe they have like a leggy shot, but they present themselves in a way that doesn't always align with the goal that they want. And so, you know, like I I, I did this profile polish for uh, someone at Shondaland a few years ago and that was the exact situation. She was like, I'm getting tons of messages, but like none of these guys are serious. And I was like, let's take off the bikini shot. Let's uh, like yes. dial in yes. your the language that you're using and really what what are we doing? We're marketing. We're marketing you for a relationship. So mm-hmm. the result was she got fewer messages. Right. But she got higher quality messages that turned into more fulfilling dates. Which so is what you want. Yeah. We yeah. can't be we can't be chasing likes the way, you know, it's not social media. Mm. That's hard though, because it feels good. And that's the other thing I was gonna ask you. Like, how do you protect yourself from getting kind of high off the amount of likes or messages that you get and also protect yourself from being rejected and keep going. Like, is there a way to to fortify yourself? Is there, because I would imagine if it were me, I would take it personally, even though they don't know me. You know what I mean? I do know what you mean. And it's hard. Like, I wish I had a magic wand and I could just be like, don't be upset (laughs) but i i really want to acknowledge like the questions that i get on dates and mates are around this a lot Mm -hmm. and of course in f the fairy tale i give a lot of mindset tools you do yeah that help you to reframe it but some of it is just like the more you do it the more that the more that you're out there dating the less intense each individual interaction feels if you think mm. of it as I'm building the skill of dating, like mm. we, we've been sold a bill of goods. I mean, that's really what F the fairy tale means. It's yeah. like, it's, it's not F love. It's F what somebody else has said is lovable. F the story that, that society has passed down about how this is supposed to go. Mm-hmm. And we get really attached to the stories, right? Yes. But a lot of times they're not necessarily true for us. And so that's really um that's really I think at the at the core of of handling rejection, of moving through this process to just really look at it mm-hmm. like a process and it's not that you don't want to be emotional in the dating process. I want to get you to the date and then you can have all the wonder and magic and discovery. Yeah. But it's it's the anxiety comes up around all of the other stuff. And mm-hmm. that's the stuff that I try to help people yeah. manage. Well, and, and you do. You give a lot of tools for that in the book, which I was really interested in. And We're going to take just a quick break to tell you about a cool new product that Scott and I discovered. And we'll get back to our guest's amazing Only One Story in just a minute. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. I was thinking while I was reading, I actually, I this article popped up while I was reading your book. Maybe you saw it. It wasn't your article. It was an article on contradating. Oh. Nice. And um, it was talking about dating outside um because you have a chapter on dating like outside of your race and that kind of thing. Oh, yeah. Contradating was defined, where is it? Um, dating outside of your usual your usual type. And so um, I thought we could talk about that because, so, you know, I, 
for almost anybody who listens to us knows I met Scott the hour we checked into treatment mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 15 plus years ago, um, which is, is something in and of itself. But also Scott was this this guy who was coming from Utah. He had been there for 20 years. He was an outdoorsman in not the hunter way, but the rock climbing, you know, mountain biking <laughs> way. And he had, you know, everything about what, what he listened to musically, you know, what, what he watched, like every, not actually what he watched. We watched some of the same things, but what kind of his culture, not kind of, his culture was completely different than the culture, one in which I'd been raised and the culture I was coming from, which was Hollywood, Los Angeles, the entertainment business. I am a lover of the great indoors. <laughs> like, <laughs> I am not the out- or outdoorsy, you know, I'm just not. I don't care to hike. I never hike. It's not a social thing for me. I don't enjoy it. I'm rarely outside unless I'm on vacation. We used to play tennis, so that was something. But I could easily be indoors, like, most of the time. And he needs the sun. Like, he has to be out there. Anyway... Leaving out our races, which are a whole nother thing, just our cultures, because we could be the same race and have different cultures, but we we have different cultures. I would have bet that we wouldn't mesh. I would have bet that we wouldn't connect. I I would I never saw this coming, but each you know day, week, year has brought us closer together, and our opposites. Their opposite stuff does attract, like it brings me closer to him. Mm-hmm. So I wonder, and I know, I actually, I don't wonder this because I know that you do because you talk about it in the book, but how do you advise people who are going for the same type or unwilling to date outside of their race um, and they're unable to find the, the relationship they want? Mm. Girl, you just said a mouthful. <laughs> okay, let's parse it out because yes. I'm going to set aside the race conversation. yeah. yeah. I, I will come back to it, yes. but I'm going to set it aside for one second because I want people to be able to hear this. Mm-hmm. Um, people ask me all the time, do opposites attract? My answer is no, <laughs> <laughs> but we are looking at when we are judging opposites, we are looking at the wrong set of criteria. Yes. Yeah. Tell, tell so me about that. We're yeah. looking at things on the surface, like, <laughs> like in the book I talk about, <laughs> like the Paula Abdul song, like, yes. I go to bed early <laughs> and I party all night. Yeah. Right. Um, interests. A lot of times we'll look at interests. Mm-hmm. And that, it's not that it's unimportant, but research has shown that you really only need to have two or three common interests to be able to be compatible with someone like your your partner like ugh, I feel like we're just dating looking for our carbon copy and you're not dating yourself you're and also I'm a big fan of having relationships beyond just your primary romantic relationship I do feel like one I don't want to say failing but one challenge with dating apps is that because we can order up our from the great menu of dating and yeah. in, in the internet you can say like i want somebody who's this tall and who enjoys tennis and baking and right. all of these activities <laughs> um we feel like we we are we can get somebody that matches us on all of the levels mm. and that it's not that you can't it's just that when you date from that perspective it sets you up for disappointment. And I think mm-hmm. it's a lot of pressure on your partner to be your everything. I think you should have individual activities and interests that you enjoy out uh, beyond your primary relationship and other people to do those things with. Yeah. So what I propose in F the Fairy Tale is that we really drill down to first common val- uh, common values. Like mm-hmm. what, how... Do you look at the world? What do you believe about the world? Who are you at your core? And your goals for the future. Are we mm-hmm. traveling the same path in life? Are we in the same kind of kind of place in life? Like people always ask me like, what about age? Does it matter? It's like, 
are you in the same season of life? Right. And that season may be a 20 year gap if you want to, if you're traveling the same mm-hmm. path, but goals and values will tell you a lot more. So I don't, I, I, how does that resonate for you as somebody who you just said, you know, you're opposite, but are you mm. opposite on values and goals? We are or, or were you? absolutely not opposite on values and goals. Okay. And I think. You know, this is also both of our second marriage. Well, we're not married, but we're in our second long-term relationship. And I think we learned a lot about ourselves in those first relationships and about what we did want in a relationship. Scott and I have, um, we don't have all the same values, but a lot of our values align um, as well as our goals. And, And our goal really truly is to have like a really beautiful meal at home and watch Netflix. Like that's <laughs> our goal. Um, but I, I wanted to share a story with you before we keep going because I just remembered it. When I was getting my hair colored, when I sent you that that picture, yeah. I had this book on my lap. And the woman who rents my color out, young woman, 22, 23. And all of a sudden, I told Scott this. It was very strange. I asked her like one question and she burst into... Like, I can't find anybody to date. And, but she didn't see the book. She wasn't responding to the book. She was responding to something that I asked. And I said, oh, my goodness. Because she was saying that, you know, everywhere she looks, she doesn't find anybody who loves, who has the, the same faith that she does, um, that, that feels the same way about God that she does. And this is a very unusual conversation to have while she was shampooing me. And I had this book on my lap and I had her sit me up and I said, listen to this. I said, this is from um, page 109 in the values pillar. And I said, um, I, I read her this in my in my practice. These are your words. I've seen that values show up in eight major areas to clarify your values, arrange the following areas of your life in order of priority. And then you have career fulfill- fulfillment, education slash personal growth family time, friendships, health, financial stability, philanthropy, and faith. And she started crying. She had tears in her eyes. And she said, friendships and family time and faith, like those are my values. And she's like, so you're saying that I shouldn't date anybody that doesn't have those values. I said, well, I'm not saying that. (laughs) Simona Hoffman is saying. I said, I'm saying you should buy this book. Um, (laughs) That's what I'm saying. I said, but it's really strange because I had just read this page. That's and so she came powerful. to me with this thing. So your book changed a life right there in the salon. Mm-hmm. So to go back to what you were saying, yeah, we we share those values, family time. We actually had a batting order when we met. And our batting order was that our recoveries, our respective recoveries had to come first. Our families had to come second, our respective families. Mm-hmm. Um, and then everything else came third, including each other. And then if we kept that batting order, we knew that we could be together and, and, and stay in integrity and, and, and keep our values, you know, because we wanted to make sure that our families were okay, still really important to us, because we were all healing. We were literally all in recovery yeah. because we were recovering. And so then they were recovering as well. Um, but we have so many of the same goals. We have so many of the same point of view on politics and what's going on in the world. Mm-hmm. You know, we sh- we share a viewpoint on on several of my key issues. And that has been the thing that makes me so grateful that I looked beyond the rock climbing guy and decided to really see what was b- behind that. What what was this about? And I don't what how much time do we have? Oh, 10 minutes. I want to talk about chemistry. Um, because you write about the chemistry myth. Yes. But I don't I don't know if well, there's something you want to say about that first. First, thank you for sharing that story. Yes. Like that yeah. really, truly warms my heart. I'm wearing a heart You sweatshirt. are wearing, it's, I can see it glowing. <laughs> it does warm my heart to know that this book is impacting people in that way. Whether it's just a small passage, like you said, or going through the entire book, that's really my life's work. And... I love the example you gave also about how you already did the work, Laura. You and Scott <laughs> ordered your priorities. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's I, I listed the top priorities that people usually come into my office with. Right. But recovery, you know, this is kind of your own category or maybe it's under the personal growth as yeah. well. But 
to know that you have the same pri- primary goal. That's kind of the purpose of that exercise. Like mm-hmm. if number if you've got the same top 3, like two out of the same top 3, you're kind of in the ballpark. And it's it's not necessarily about even having somebody that sees the world exactly through your lens, but someone that you are curious to explore those elements with. Yeah. So like my husband and I, well we have pretty similar politics. But <laughs> <laughs> but what I love about him is that he he we we both come from a really humanist perspective and he he does so much research that he'll like tell me about <laughs> other perspectives uh, and mm. that curiosity. Well, we're starting to get into the chemistry, uh, but the the curiosity about the way he looks at the world, the way his brain works is what has kept me in this relationship yeah. for a very long time. I do want to address the race issue, please conversation yes. since <laughs> since we're since here you brought it up yes <laughs> um i find and it, i i am a biracial person who lives in a very multicultural family world yes. and i feel like my life has been enhanced by having people of different backgrounds in my life and i believe that dating is one of the few places where we have the ability to explore different worlds so my feeling is what if you have the opportunity why not use it unless you can give me give me a great reason why you can't but it all has to sort of align without those values we were talking about yeah. so if you really have a need to meet someone from your same community, your same cultural background, and you figured out the why. That's really what I talk about in F the Fairy Tale. Unpacking the why of yes. whatever it is that you put on your list. And we're not even going to talk about the list myth today, but it's all in the book. <laughs> but if you understand your why and you're willing to question that, that to me is where all the discovery is. And there may be great people for you that are outside of your pool because you have drawn a circle mm. around yourself and your identity that doesn't necessarily isn't actually accurate out in the world and doesn't necessarily translate into successful connection. Right. So, yeah. If we want more, it's all in the book. It but. is all in the book. <laughs> We're going to take just a quick break to tell you about a cool new product that Scott and I discovered. And we'll get back to our guest, amazing only one story in just a minute. So I was telling you just we just took like a quick little break for some tech stuff. And I have like four pages of notes for you that we're not going to get to this time. Um, But the good thing is that you and I are friends and I can have you back anytime I want. Of course. So we'll definitely continue the conversation. But I sent you some pictures and um, they're, they're actually like they're not profiles. I don't even I think this is Hinge. Hinge. Mm-hmm. Oh, you knew that. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why I'm telling you. Um, and one is a young relative of mine who will call Jeremy. And the other is a friend of Scott and I's who will call Lola. Um, and do you remember the the what they said? I'll read it. Yeah, I'll, read it. To, uh, yeah. So Jeremy says um, written prompts. So you. The, the, the way to win me over is that's one of the prompt. And Jeremy said, having a good song suggestion with a little angel emoji next to it. Um, the prompt, the next prompt is unusual skills. And Jeremy says, I can remember any face I see, but I'm terrible at names. And then the third prompt is, let's debate this topic. What's a more superior food? Oh, he says, I'm sorry. The third prompt is, let's debate this topic. And he says, what's a more superior food than truffle fries? Uh, I'm just going to double check. Did he actually say that? Read it really word by word. What is more superior food? Oh, what is more superior food than truffle fries? Yes. Thank you. The expert has a keen eye because I noticed that. And people are hella judgy Ah, on dating apps. Yes. You got to do your spell check, friends. Thank you. Thank I, Jeremy. And I just, I just filled it in. I didn't even notice. That's what yeah. our brains do. Yeah. And then, but then you'll meet the person. I, I had some stat. It's not, I don't have it at the ready, but there was a stat about how many people will eliminate you just for a typo or mistype like that. So, yes. Yeah. So Jeremy's, <laughs> Jeremy's picture that comes up first is Jeremy sitting at the pool. 
um, with a sun hat on and a blue solo cup. Sure. You like it? Um, depends on what Jeremy is looking for. Okay. I mean, obviously, both of these profiles that, that you sent me, mm-hmm. they're very attractive people. Yes. Jeremy, if I remember correctly, is 25. Yep. So <clears throat> what Jeremy wants at 25 may be different than what Jeremy wants at 35. Right. So if Jeremy wants to say like, hey, I'm a good time. We can hang out at the pool Sunday fun day. I'm your guy. Right. And that's what I'm getting from this profile. Mm-hmm. If Jeremy is looking for... And also, I, I remember him also saying, looking for long-term relationship, but also open to casual, something like that. Right? Yes, yes. So I think his profile does a pretty good job of selling that. Yeah. Um, I would do one minor punch-up mm-hmm. on the song recommendation. So we want to think of our the things that we put in our profile. Every word counts. Mm. And every word is a possible conversation starter okay and i love the 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 song yeah suggestion suggestion. yeah because that jumps us right into a conversation and particularly on hinge you're encouraged to comment on Mm. a specific photo or a specific part of the bio you can't just swipe right so i can imagine that he gets a lot of engagement on that one. I would be a little bit more directive. Mm-hmm. So uh, song choice for X so that people, because I think it's a little overwhelming just to be like, What's, what song for what? Like right. based what genre, uh, what, right. what event, what yeah. vibe. And I think he'll get a little bit more engagement, but mm-hmm. that's exactly the idea when we're writing our profile the written part of our bio yeah to think of leaving threads for people to pick up and begin the conversation yes and you say that in the book too which i, I do i i <laughs> thought that he did that well yeah okay so to lola um lola oh she sent a video didn't she um <laughs> yeah let's see so she says i'm looking for the real deal and then there's a kissing emoji and emotional intelligence, brave communication, adventure, depth, balance, kindness, joy, silliness. Um, and then she has pictures. I look like my pictures. Oh, her fact that fact about me that surprises people. I look like my pictures. And she said, get someone who looks at you like. Or I guess that's the prompt. And then she's uh, um, doing archery. She's standing there with a bow and arrow. And then she says, I hype myself up by dancing wildly in front of the mirror to the Vanga bus song, Move, Move. <laughs> <laughs> I like to move. That's that song, right? I like to I move I had it, no idea, it. but <laughs> I love the specificity. Yeah. We definitely want that. And then you saw these pictures. Yes. Yes. Now, Lola is not looking to date. Lola is looking for a relationship. Okay. Yeah. Um, I think Lola's pictures are great. Um, I don't know that we need to shine a light on the fact that I look like, like my pictures. pictures because whenever I hear a statement like that, I read the inverse of like, does mm. this mean other people don't look like their pictures? Right. Or, or have you heard from other people that... We don't. You're, we don't want to have using, anything negative, right? Yeah, we're yeah. using our using up our real estate. So, and all of this feedback, like whenever I look at a dating profile or anybody writes into dates and mates, it's always to be a helper, to yes. be constructive, so that you can improve your dating situation. So I so hear this if you you're listening, Lola. <laughs> I have no idea who she is based on that profile. Mm. Um, I say you want to pick a side of the street. So I'm like hearing like honesty, fun, adventure. I, uh, I, it's, it's kind of a list of nebulous terms that don't necessarily go together. I would much rather use that real estate to tell a specific story. And a lot of times when I say tell a story, people think I mean long. <laughs> right, right. No, I'm not saying like write a book like like stash. I'm saying <laughs> take an excerpt, take a snapshot of one part of who you are. And in the in F the fairy tale, I give an example of how you can use that real estate to say absolutely nothing or you can use the same number of characters to 
really paint a picture of who you are and how you look at the world. Yes, you do. I love that page, too. I I read that a couple of times because I just thought it was so genius. I will be sending Lola a copy of F the Fairy Tale. Yay. Yes. And so that will be because I think one would either need to have a session with you or to read this book to really understand the strategy behind what you're saying. Um, and I think I think it'll be really helpful to her because she is really looking for a relationship and it has been discouraging so far. Dating has not, but relationships have. So, yes. yeah, it's that's a story I've often heard. Yes. And I just want Lola to know and anyone else listening that it can change very quickly when you change the focus, you change the lens, you change the way that you present yourself, and then the way that you show up on the dates, which we haven't even really gotten into, no. but it's all in the book. Yeah. It's if you are in alignment with what your ultimate goals and values are, you will get what you are looking for and you will be able to complete that love story that you're writing. Mm, I love that. So, speaking of completing a love story, this is my last question. Kaylin Bean, who is our producer. Hi, Kaylin. Hi, Kaylin. <laughs> Just got engaged. Yay! Yay! <laughs> um, and I was wondering if you had a, a word or two of advice for young Kalen, who's um, embarking on a new part of his journey. Oh, wow. That's yes. a big one. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Congratulations, Kalen. Um, I would say my advice is really to be willing to listen and to really listen with a goal of understanding mm-hmm. um, when sometimes we listen with a goal of being understood. Yes. And that will get you through 90% of the challenges in your relationship. <laughs> but I'm sure you will have no challenges. <laughs> it will be happily ever after for you. Thank you. Yes. I'll, uh, I'll make sure to remember that one. Can I ask mm-hmm. a question? Yeah, of course. What was it that made you know that this was your person because a lot of times i hear from people well there's paradox of choice like there's so many options out here no one wants to settle down and i'm like if that is true then how are people like kaylin and others getting engaged every day what made you say yes well you know i actually kind of did things backwards so before i started dating my now fiance i for a long time said i don't want to be in a relationship um but you know i'm not looking for that and then when I met her, she was just so nice and so kind and so sweet that I was like, okay, now I'm ready to get back into a relationship. I want to start dating. And then she got pregnant pretty quickly. And so I have two young children. We've been together over five years now. And it's just been over that time how nice and sweet she's been the whole time, how great of a mother she is, how great of a partner she's been to me, you know, really like putting up with all my shit through all those years <laughs> and uh yeah i i finally i finally took the last year to really look inward and go oh yeah am, am i ready for this and I, and i said yeah well, yeah i think i am finally ready for this so that's amazing for the past few months i've been planning yeah see you can yeah. all you can always do it your own way and like that's <laughs> yes. really the goal of yes. f the fairy tale the subtitle which we haven't said yet is oh yes is rewrite the dating myths and live your own love story. And that's exactly what Kaylin is doing. Yes. Congrats to you. Thank you. Thank you, Demona. Um, So, yes, I'm just going to say it again. It is F the Fairy Tale by Demona Hoffman, our friend, Demona Hoffman. Um, The subtitle is rewrite the dating myths and live your own love story. I know people can buy this book anywhere they buy books. Is there anywhere that you recommend that they buy it or... Wherever they like. However, if you go to fthefairytalebook.com, that's mm-hmm. my website and yes. it has all of the links. Excellent. And also there's other goodies there. Like th- I have a profile starter kit that you can download. I have mm. other resources. I have uh, I have a, a guide so you can get rid of time wasters, ghosters, and energy vampires. Yes. I have so many resources there. So go to fthefairytalebook.com if you want anything more than the book as well. I definitely want something more than the book as well too. That's that's gold. That's a lot of stuff. I haven't been on fthefairytale.com. fthefairytalebook.com. Yes. I will do that. Thank you. Um and then social media. 
Yes, at Demona Hoffman. And then I do dates and mates every Tuesday, That's like right. clockwork for, you know, the last 11 years. Yes. So I take questions there too. So if anyone is like, oh, we now should, I have more questions. <laughs> we should do a, a promo swap. Oh, yeah. I think we've done that before. Yeah, let's do it. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> you'll you'll hear it, listeners. <laughs> you'll hear when we do the promo swap. Okay. Um, I just love you. I thank you so much for coming. Thank you. I love you, too. Thank you so much for listening. The Only One in the Room is produced by the creative genius that is Scott Slaughter and edited by the uber-talented polymath Christina Barcy and her team at Avon House Productions. Hey, you're still listening? Good. Please subscribe right now while you're thinking about it. Quick before you forget. And be sure to like and leave us a review of the show. Want to connect with some other Only One listeners? Be sure to join our private Only One in the Room Facebook group or check out Patreon on our website for exclusive content that you won't find anywhere else. And do you have an Only One in the Room story that you'd like to share? Please send it to theonlyonepod at gmail.com.